Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? Today is Tuesday, right? Take extra care to follow the instructions or you'll be put to sleep. And don't forget Taco Tuesdays. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. It's the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your, what is it, Austin, Tuesday? I think it's Tuesday. Austin's nodding his head. That's a good sign. Austin on the other side of the glass. Jake at uh, Vivint Smart Home Arena. Gordon Monson safely social distancing from Casa de Monson. And I'm told it's a very uh, gamey, sweaty post-workout Gordon Monson today. You doing all right? (laughs) Well, I'm catching my breath, but I was, I'm doing all right. I'm doing just fine. Thank you very much. Got to stay active, you know. Um, most of us are in a little more confined spaces than we're used to. And uh, so, yeah, got to exercise a little bit. Jake, what are you doing to, to keep your body going? Uh, well, you know, a finely tuned machine like, like this body doesn't take much, you know, a little, a little jolt of coffee throughout the day and usually I'm fine. Uh, but we've been going, I, I've talked to you about this. We've been going on more walks. We went over to the, the, the big field at the junior high today and kicked the ball around bunch of stairs. I've told you about this bunch of stairs on that campus. So we let her, you know, go crazy, you know, wear yourself out, uh, and, uh, let us know when you're done and we'll, we'll take you back home for lunch and a nap. So are you expending a lot of energy kicking a ball around? Yeah, I'm doing all right. I'm trying to I'm trying to stay active and this morning was a little crisp, but uh sunny and gorgeous and you know, get that fresh air in the lungs. That's uh you know, the the healthier you are mind, body and soul, the more equipped you are to deal with um present circumstances. So are you Jake, are you like me? Austin, you're probably this way too. You know, you work out and you you walk by a mirror and you look and you say, Okay, I look pretty good. Then you walk away and you walk by ten minutes later and it's all gone. You know? It's so, just kinda all gone. I've literally I, never looked in a mirror and thought, Man, I look good. Me either. <laughs> and, and you know what? After a statement like that, I will never <laughs> let you say you are not a vain person ever again. Well, in my household, you better you better uh, push a weight or two, or else you'll be uh, left in the dust. So, it's uh, it's not like I have mirrors everywhere. There's just a little teeny mirror in the hallway that I walk by, and I thought, yeah, I look all right, you know, for an old man. And then I walked by a little later on, and I looked, and I went, hmm, all right. I'm going, hmm, right now. <laughs> hmm. Well, I hope all our listeners are doing something. What, what can we do to inspire our listeners to to to, to exercise? Uh, you know, it, it doesn't have to be anything 
sophisticated or anything like you said. Walk around, take a walk, or uh, or you know, I go know. walk some steps. Or I something, know what know? path we're on right now. Let's save everybody a bunch of time and get to what is it? Uh, churn ye chicken fat, whatever. <laughs> I didn't even, the, I didn't even think of that. Obviously, where we're headed, Austin <laughs> is shaking his head like, "Yeah, I'm already, I'm already looking for it because I'm you sure know, that's that's where this the, this uh, conversation is going to end up." If any millennials out there, or any uh, people from any other generation, want to laugh at, at at the boomers, all you got to do is is hear that record and that we used to exercise to when I was a young kid. And and yeah, yeah. There's no excuse in it. It doesn't quite uh, keep up with uh, the <laughs> more modern techniques these days. But listen to the words and follow along at home. Touchdown every morning, ten times, not just now and then. Give that chicken fat back to the chicken and don't be chicken fat shaming the elementary kids. <laughs> Give it back to the chicken. Uh, he, it was it was meant it was meant to inspire the kids to get out and move around. Sounds like exercise. something from the Red uh, Communist Army there in Russia. Okay, does anybody does anybody remember that other than me? Because Jake, I know you don't remember it, but, and Austin doesn't remember it. I got a I got a reference for you actually, though, Gordon, on this because uh, okay, so Austin and I both have an actor that we like named Tony Shalhoub. You may know him from Monk. He was on Wings for years. He was in one of those Men in Black movies. Probably would recognize him, but I don't know the name. I, I'm sure you would. Uh, so he's in uh, this new, I think it's an Amazon show, isn't it, Austin? The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which uh, Mrs. Scott and I enjoy very much. It's great, great show. But but Tony Shalhoub plays Mrs. Maisel's father. And this okay. is in the, what, Austin, is in the late 50s, early 60s yeah, is, there, is yeah. when the show. I thought early 50s, but whatever. Uh, so uh, there's this, they apparently all of uh, New York at the time vacationed in the Catskills for like months on end <laughs> in, in the summer. And every single morning, Tony Shalhoub's character, when they're at the, the Catskills, uh, strips down to the buff. <laughs> Run, runs out to oh. the end of the dock because uh, it's on a lake or whatever, and uh-huh. does the 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 chicken fat thing. And, and when they play I saw that music? they play that music, and when I saw just the, a naked man, when I saw that scene, I thought, <laughs> yes, this is exactly what Gordon does. This this is this might as well be Gordon going out there and and doing this but that that's a great show gordon if you're looking for a suggestion that's, i'll have to check that out uh, i mean i've seen my fair share of naked men i don't need to see any more <laughs> but i don't do i don't do it now I, I did it when they had my whole class in elementary school do it so i I don't do this. I would run naked through a cornfield backwards while eating pizza. I'm implying that you still do it. (laughs) I don't. I have other methods, but not that one. Although, maybe, you know. He's got one of those uh, shaker machines where he just stands up. He's got the big belt around his waist. (laughs) Oh, I thought you were talking about the 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 shake weight. I thought you were talking about the shake weight there. No, No, well, he might have one of those. (laughs) He might. No, I don't have that. Uh, Do those work? The shake weight? <laughs> no. The, 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 the belt thing that Austin was referring to. I mean, how does, that, no. how, how, how does that alleviate any extra poundage you got on there? I, that, that just doesn't never made sense to I me. I think you should right? try it.
Tell us. Let's do. <laughs> let's do a trial run. What are those things called? I don't. I, I called them the fat shakers, but that's probably not right. <laughs> but I think we've got a new YouTube segment that we should do. Gordon tries something as seen on TV. That's not bad. That's not not bad. Uh, let's see. Our friend uh, on Twitter, Wild Turkey Fart Blunt. Still my my favorite name there. Uh, says we need Gordon to record a workout video of him working out and trying to inspire others to exercise. Uh, the workouts he has to do in the video will be decided by the listeners. That's a great idea. Yes, that's a I great that, idea. Uh, a handstand push-ups type things against the wall and all that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, my. my I told you, my daughters have turned my garage into a freaking gym, and they're down there doing all kinds of uh, exercise with all kinds of equipment down there. I don't go in there because I have my own that I use. But uh, anyway, theirs is a little more aggressive than mine. But every time I hear that touchdown every morning, it just takes me back. takes me back in time to... uh, a different era. I'll two two gyms? Okay, Mike Conley. No, Mike Let's, Conley only has one. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> One's my garage, right? That doesn't count. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, it counts. Yeah, it counts. You know, one's in the East Wing, one's in the West, I suppose. You know what I'm worried about? I'm worried about when they... Uh, my, my, my daughters are like... They... they they do this, these heavy weight uh, lifting exercises. And when they're done with the bar, they drop it and I can hear it slam against my garage floor. And I wonder if the, the, the weights are, are uh, they're not metal. They're something else. And so you can drop it like you do at the gym. I'm afraid it's going to crack my floor. But I mentioned that to somebody down there and nobody Nobody listens. But anyway, well, stay active. I, that's I, that's the moral of the story here. All our listeners, find something to do to, uh, you know, get your body moving a little bit. I, I think at a time like this, when we are limited as far as movement goes around, um, yeah, it's also uh, a mental thing. It uh, relieves, I think, uh, some stress and all that. So that's that's good stuff. Uh, Gordon, I think I speak for everybody. Austin, disagree with me if you if you do uh, when I say we're we're all very concerned about your garage floor. <laughs> Couldn't sleep last night. May it. I'm may so it, glad we addressed it. May today. it remain intact. <laughs> I didn't know how to ask, so I'm glad he just right. volunteered. Well, wait a second, guys. Nobody it, wants yeah. cracks in their garage floor. Oh, no, we don't want that. They have to go to the other gym in the house. <laughs> What would we do? I, I, I don't know. Speaking of naked men, did you see that story about Bob Huggins and how he's binging on Naked and Afraid? Uh, no, I don't. I don't keep up with with the the personal viewing habits of Bob Huggins. I would have guessed something worse than that. Actually, wait, wasn't Bronco Mendenhall? It was his favorite show too. I think he really liked that show. You know that survival show where everyone's buck naked, but they don't. You know they blur out strategic. You know they don't want to offend. But I I know one thing. I wouldn't want to do that. Can you see Austin out there foraging around in the woods, uh, buck naked, barefoot, and you know trying to survive? You know this show's been around for a while now. 
I know, I know, but I just saw that Bob Huggins is binging it now. I, I see, but I mean, you're describing, you know, the the show to folks like, <laughs> like it's the new hot thing on TV. Like, don't worry, everyone, don't worry, the stuff is blurred. It's okay. It's it's all right. Just, well, there might be know, some I mean, of our listeners have never seen Naked and Afraid. There's this new game show where they ask you trivia and you try to become a millionaire. <laughs> And the lights dim, and there's ominous music. Hey, do you have a lifeline you can use? Three, Three of them, them in fact. Yeah. Really? yeah, yeah. You'll no. never guess the name of the show. <laughs> <laughs> you see, they're well, naked, people, and they're afraid. But see, but see, people are binging shows that they haven't gotten to in the past, even shows that have been around for a few years. So, anyway, I... I thought Bob Huggins likes naked and afraid. All right, because I've I've I have seen in passing walking in through a TV room, and I saw, but I've never sat down and watched that show. I mean, have you guys? Nope. Austin. Oh, no. How <laughs> easy <BC> has. <laughs> No. What, what difference does it make? I, I'm still. It's blurred. Why would I watch it? I, I'm still <laughs> convincing myself, like, or or trying to like ask myself why Gordon would even bring this up. And of course, it's because it's about a show with the word naked in the title. No, it's because I saw yeah. Bob Huggins. This was this was breaking news today. I saw that Bob Huggins has been uh, breaking has been news. That's breaking news. <laughs> oh, this COVID. Days. By the way, if if you want go. if you want your story on the Nod Sports Report, just put the words nude or naked. Naked into the headline, and it. and it will that's it will true. make it. No, it's just that that's unusual. You know, when you have somebody running around naked, then that's a, that's an that's a this show's been around for like a decade. Well, it's I not extraordinary. It was extraordinary back when Barry Obama was president. <laughs> Yeah, the first time. You're right, Austin. Speaking of Obama, you see he threw in on Joe Biden's I did. Yeah, I did. You know, did I mention this on the air to you guys? I found out that Joe Biden grew up right down the street from me. Oh, yeah? Did I I mention that? Yeah, you did. Uh, Oh, okay. Did you know? Did you know, uh, Uncle Joe, when you guys were growing up? No, he's older than I (laughs) am. A little bit. Is he? (laughs) Like a year. It's close. Anyway, you beat him out for the safety patrol, though. That's your that's. Fair. <laughs> oh, brother. Uh, can you can you spot a politician in high school? Are those the kids that are always running for office? No, no, no. All right. I know somebody who went to high school with Carl Rove at Olympus, and I don't think he was like getting elected class president. But yet oh. safety patrol, maybe has certainly had an impact on <laughs> politics. Yeah. Safety am patrol. I, am I the only one on the big show that was ever elected to office? A <laughs> safety patrol captain. Yeah, sure. Were you guys, you own part that of buddy. <laughs> That's on you. Were you guys even part of the safety patrol? No, I had friends <laughs> when we were, we were uh, conscripted to do so because there weren't enough volunteers. They're like, we don't have enough weeby kids in this school. That's it. <laughs> well, We're going to start wanna... assigning everybody. <laughs> I didn't want to be rank and file. I wanted to be I wanted to be the leader of the pack. <laughs> so I ran for office. Of course, I may have been. I had a I had a partner who was running as well, and he was really popular. So I might have been riding his coattails a little bit. But we both got elected in. And I had to give I told you I had to give a, a we had a uh, we had a what do you call it? Like a uh, convention. And you had to give a speech, and then before the election. So anyway, 
That was the end of that was my I never did anything as far as student body officers go after that. I just I couldn't bring myself to do that. I mean, I've known some people who did that who are who are adults now and who I really like. But I just wasn't I didn't I didn't wasn't seeking out uh, that kind of position. I got my fill in the fifth grade. Did you now? Okay, sorry. I <laughs> hit me with that again. I I, I kind of <laughs> no no. I kind of nodded off there. Did I mention to you guys I was worried about my garage floor crack? Yeah, you did, and we 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 are all very, uh, very, very concerned, Gordon, about it, and we hope Austin, it, uh, it pulls through. Okay, Austin. So you tell me how I should react to this. Okay, uh, you know where Jake lives. Uh, well, a house next door to him is for sale. At least it was yesterday. I don't know if it still is. And and my my daughter told me she was looking at it. Oh, so what? That's what awesome. If, actually, what, what if my daughter moves next door to to Jake? Oh, I'd be super fired up. That'd be great. I told him. I said, look, it, you would you would. It's I don't know anything about the house, but your neighbors would be terrific. So you know, I don't know whether they're really looking at it or not, but they. Their realtor was helping them look. They should they check that. it out. It it's had one owner its entire existence who was a sweet woman named Joanne, who's uh, a terrific person and took great care of the home. So yeah. So what kind of problems would that create, Austin, if my daughter lived next door to Jay? Uh, they would hear a lot of bad hippie and chipmunk music Correct. emanating <laughs> a lot that's that's what we're doing to pass the time these days and jake strikes me as the type of guy that has a pink flamingo somewhere in his yard but multiple <laughs> okay I'm, I'm not kidding I, other than that then, yeah right I, I was hoping they would they would buy the house just so they could see all the uh young men that drive up uh into the driveway to pick up sadie for her dates that's not even funny why do we have to bring that up <laughs> It's not even funny at all. That doesn't. Even, that's not even relevant. I'm just telling you to prepare for that because it's coming your way. Not for a while, but the years will fly by. Let's let's you know car pay Austin, you got and the all same, that. No, no, you, no, you calm thing. down right now. There's you no got the same thing to worry about, buddy. I'm we got we got now. other things to to cook these days <laughs> than that. So you're not going to be worried about if your garage floor is going to crack. You're you're going to worry about other things. Huh? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Well, you got plenty to worry about. Believe me. Neat, terrific. Yeah, we're we're trying to live for the now, Gordon. Let's let's not fast forward. You know, thirteen years. I'm into trying the not to murder people. So let's right. Not. We're all a little on edge. Let's not let's not push everybody's buttons at once. All right. This is the first segment. We got a lot of show left to go. We got more to talk about than Bob Huggins is what he's binging. Yeah, we're we're not okay. going to talk about that any further. Uh, here's what we do have. On the show today. Sports? We do have sports. Uh, we're going to get to the split story coming up right around the corner. We've got what's going on starting uh, at the top of the 3 o'clock hour. Austin Lee is going to be on the show at 3.30. And Bowler is going to drop by at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. We're going to talk some college football today, Gordon. Uh, Utes land a big-time recruit. We'll talk about that. Of course, quarterback battle at BYU. We're going to get into some NBA. Chris Mannix had some very interesting things to say about the Utah Jazz on the show yesterday. We'll get to that as part of what's going on again at the top of the 3 o'clock hour. Stay tuned. It is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 of the Zone. 
Are you a guy that got mad because you lost your eighth grade class president to like the stud of the junior high because he's more popular than you are? No, I was voted as lieutenant of the safety patrol. (laughs) If you're on the safety patrol, you are nerds. All right. No, no, it was the cool kid. No, no cool kid got nominated to the safety team. Did you wear a sash? Hey, Johnny, you slow down over there. You were a snitch. No, no. And you were selling out your classmates. I was not. Lieutenant. That's what we're going to call you now. (laughs) Lieutenant Monson. Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Now and then, give that chicken fat back to the chicken, and don't be chicken again. No, don't be chicken again. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. It's a total request Tuesday, brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. Today's theme, Austin? Best workout or exercise songs? Who's on your playlist? (laughs) Exercise songs. Hit us up at Jake Scott Zone at Austin Horton at Gordon Monson. Uh, you don't you don't still use this one though, huh? No, nope, don't use it. But I did when I was a kid, and uh, because that's what they played at the school. So, uh, but that does bring back uh, interesting memories for me, and uh, it, it is. It's uh, that's sort of a theme of the show today. Get all our listeners out there and trying to. Get them active and uh, stay or get in shape uh, during this period of time. Gordon, uh, Stephen A. Smith had some comments about the Utah Jazz. And, uh, of course, that was a big topic yesterday, and I'm sure will continue to be until we see basketball once again. And we talked about Rudy's comments on Instagram. Stephen A. Smith of ESPN weighed in on uh, them this morning. If there is still any kind of rift, it's likely because Donovan Mitchell and others inside that locker room expressed uh, you know, previously to Rudy Gobert, yo, man, we not playing. This is serious. Stop, stop playing around. And he kept playing around and was dismissive of their feelings leading up to Donovan Mitchell contracting the coronavirus. That might be the issue. Um, outside of that, I can't imagine any circumstances under which Donovan Mitchell would still hold a beef with Rudy Gobert. He's a real good brother. And in fairness to Rudy Gobert, again, when he when he made the mistake, we all got on him because it was immature and it was insensitive. And we all mm-hmm. know that. But since that time, he has a, a embraced the level of seriousness that it deserves. Um, and he has done all he could uh, to make amends for it. And, and if we're decent human beings, just accept that and move forward. What do you think from your old friend there, Stephen A. Gordo? Uh, well, it, it, to me, it's 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 deeper than just that. Uh, I think there are other underlying factors to this thing. It's not just about this one thing. But I do agree with uh, with uh, Stephen in uh, in this regard. Both of these guys are character guys do they have egos yeah they got egos come on man when you're when you're playing in a game in the best league in the world and you're relatively young you're going to have an ego and these guys probably wouldn't be where they are right now if they didn't have great pride and a a good-sized ego 
But I, I do think that they are mature enough to, to work through this thing. The question is, how do their games complement each other? And There are other things to consider beyond just the COVID-19 consideration. Good tease, Gordon. In fact, we'll get to that uh, at the top of 3 o'clock hour. Mannix talked about how those uh, games fit together yesterday. Uh, when he was on the show, I I um, I generally agree with what Stephen A. had to say right there. I, you know what? It's in everybody's best interest to put it behind him, including Donovan. And we're still waiting to hear from Donovan. And maybe you know, silence uh, you know says a lot about the whole thing. I don't know, uh, but it's in Donovan's best interest to to figure it out with Rudy Gobert. And I think Rudy has certainly shown willingness uh, on his end to to do that. I don't think that's the issue. And I agree with Stephen A. Smith. You know, hey, we all make mistakes. And if we get focused on, on Rudy's behavior leading up to it, something he's been very, very contrite for, uh, you know, you got to get over that, right? I mean, they've got to do that. Donovan's going to sign a max deal with the Utah Jazz because it's in his best interest to do so, and people are going to figure it out because it's in everybody's best interest. And I, I think that remains true right now. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And But they do have to find a way to to both be satisfied with what's happening on the court not from a competitive standpoint, because you don't want anybody satisfied until they're winning championships, but from a standpoint of playing together, complementing one another's games, uh, helping one another out, uh, joining in with the other teammates. Uh, as we talked about, it doesn't have to be kumbaya around the campfire, but it, it does need to be a solid, working, sacrifice-for-one-another kind of atmosphere. And I think both these guys are capable of doing that in spite of everything we already said. And the other thing about it is that that they uh, I, 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 I'm not saying these guys are angels or anything like that. But I, I, I think they've learned something from this experience. I think Rudy Gobert is learning from this. Uh, he may have had some blind spots as far as the way he his personality was and we've talked about how he spoke out about wanting the ball more and all that. I think I think this is a way to learn. And if both of these guys learn from this experience, then they could not only be better people, better players, but they could uh, coexist better with maybe more of a giving kind of attitude. Do you think that's Pollyannish, or do you think that could be true? Um, no, I, I don't think it's Pollyannish. I think it could be true. I I actually think there's an easy, not-so-easy solution to all of this, but, again, it's easy, not-so-easy. I mean, one thing that what? would certainly solve it is just pay Rudy, because then he doesn't feel that pressure where he has to be this offensive dynamo, and he'll fall in line a little bit, and Donovan can take you know, 25 shots a game and it's not going to matter because I don't think Donovan's going to pass up some sort of max extension with the Utah Jazz, which buys everybody time. But, you know, if some of this stems from Rudy feeling the pressure that he needs to be the superstar, if he gets paid, I bet it alleviates some of that. But the question is whether he's worth it. And that's, I mean, the, the crux of the problem altogether, right? Or, or so it would seem. Well, jazz management needs to figure that out and decide. But if they do pay Rudy and they do pay Donovan, then those guys individually and together have to get better. They have to get better. 
Well, that's the what Jazz. the Jazz would be betting on if that's yeah. the, the direction that they go. I mean, that well, Donovan Mitchell's 23 years old. You would expect him to get better. You would expect him to become more savvy. You would expect him to read and recognize things on the floor better. You would expect him to have better judgment. He's a smart guy. He's a capable person uh, to, to, to assimilate what he needs to learn in order to be better. And, uh, and and same thing with Rudy. And we've seen a trajectory with Rudy where he is getting better, seems to be getting better. At some point, he'll probably level off, and he should be coming into his prime over the next two or three years. So, yeah. Uh, they, but if you're going, to, if those are going to be max players, then they have to match the performances of max players on other teams if they truly want to contend in the West. They have to match that. And that is a big, big <laughs> responsibility. And it's, it's a big request. I, how good is, is Donovan Mitchell going to be? Hmm. Can he be at a superstar level? Uh, can, he be, can Rudy uh, Gobert uh, offer enough beyond just defense to make himself worth that so that he is the match of, of – the best player on other contending teams that that's what needs to happen. If those guys are paid like the other guys are. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, I, the one wild card in all of this, Gordon, in, in my opinion, and why uh, Donna Donovan silence is so deafening in a way is, is Donovan the type of guy who's going to cut off his nose despite his own face. Now I wouldn't think that, I mean, that's not the persona he, he puts out there, but you know, is he the type of guy to leave in free agency and go to Boston and deny for less money and deny the Jazz a trade exception? You know, because that because that type of personality, it, you you never know, right? I mean, whatever That's the not... whatever the grievance with Rudy Gobert is, I mean, is he the type of guy that that would blow it up just despite it all? Doesn't seem like that type. I wouldn't we, think so either, but we, 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 we haven't heard from we, him. Yeah, we don't know Donovan uh, at, a, at a super personal level, but yeah, that's not that's not the image he's worked hard to build. And so, whether he has some desire to play under the bright lights in, in a huge market, I I don't know. I I don't know whether he has that, but he certainly has talked about wanting to. Uh, work together with his team and to be uh, a good citizen. Remember in his rookie year when I asked him if he was going to become a jerk? And he uh, he laughed and he said, no, my mom would kill me if I did that. So, you know, uh, I guess we'll find out if he is what he seems to be. Well, people's definition of uh, jerk tends to evolve over the years. <laughs> It's situational, is it like punting? Like punting? It's it's like a lot of things. I think. Yes, it is much like punting. That is that is correct. Austin and I were laughing about another AJ story today off uh, off the air. Now is I can't remember. One, is it one you can share? Oh well, he just he. Oh, now I remember. He he had uh, some phone screening issues uh, for a, a longer period than really it should have taken. That's all. <laughs> 
had had trouble spotting a print color. That phone gate was wide open for a couple of weeks. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was not being. He was not uh, taught the proper yep, technique. Come on in. Yeah, he was. If you if you if you missed yesterday's uh, sounds uh, uh, of various uh, clips, then you won't know exactly what we're talking about right now. But. Uh, that is definitely appointment radio, isn't it? You got to listen to those. I That's know you've got to check into sounds of various clips Brilli- every day, five thirty. Brilliantly titled, right? I ask. <laughs> sounds of various clips. Sounds what are we calling that? Various clips. What are we calling that? It's been a month since we've been doing it, pretty much. <laughs> There's four words. <laughs> it's uh, you know uh, what's in a name. Well, we've been calling it drops of the day for quite some time now. All right, drops but I of the do day. prefer sounds of various <laughs> clips. Sounds of various clips, <laughs> or whatever it is. Tune in five thirty. Drops of the day, whatever. I do know that our our that the one uh, uh, feature that we have now is called "What's Going On." I do know that. Good, yay! Oh, that 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 makes me happy, Gordon. That's that's <laughs> that's terrific news for us. Uh, for us as a show. All right. Uh, so there's Stephen A. Smith on, on what he had to say. I actually thought, Gordon, a, a fairly rational, level-headed ta- uh, take from Stephen A. for once. Yeah. He left out the part that uh, the part of melding their games together and, and having a good attitude about that. But, but he was talking specifically about the COVID-19 deal. So, yeah. Uh. All right, we'll get to uh, more coming up right around the corner. It is the big show. Uh, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, don't forget uh, what's going on. Uh, We'll fill you in on everything that's going on across the station throughout the day. Uh, We're also going to have a chance to talk to Austin Lee at 3.30. Craig Bowlerjack jumps on the show at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. It's all straight ahead on an action-packed big show on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. So put your hands together and please welcome. This is Utah's best sports radio. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding you forward on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Shout out to Rich, who wanted this on a Total Request Tuesday. Great songs to work out to, as Gordon brought that up in the first segment. Uh, so let us know at Austin Horton, at Jake Scott Zone, at Gordon Monson. Gordo, we're going to get to what's going on at the top of the 3 o'clock hour. We've got a lot of good stuff. Uh, we launched this new segment yesterday. Basically, we're taking clips from... Uh, Throughout the day on the Zone Sports Network, the biggest stories and gives us a way to kind of review and highlight what's going on across the station. Sometimes it can be from the big show, sometimes DJ and PK, sometimes Hans and Scotty, sometimes all three. Uh, but we'll do that at the top of the three o'clock hour. Uh, let me ask you this, Gordo: Are you uh, and are you going to make this uh, Michael Jordan documentary must see TV for you? At uh, apparently. Uh, it starts airing this Sunday on ESPN, but uh, is this something you're you're clicking on the old DVR? I'll probably be interested in something like that. I I don't generally must see. I I, I don't really follow that regimen, 
But uh, but if I watch it and like it, then I'll keep watching it. Yeah. I think, you know, what I wasn't even that big a Michael Jordan fan when I was when I was growing up. Of course, I could uh, you know appreciate his airness and uh, as good as he was at at basketball. But it isn't it, I I want to see how real ESPN is with this whole thing and how real Michael mm-hmm. Jordan is because like the you know you, there's the the McDonald's commercials with the horse and Space Jam and if I could be like Mike and all this this marketed persona that we had never seen before, right? I mean, this money-generating sponsor machine. And we <laughs> saw that side of Michael Jordan. And then you you always got a little glimpse at the, you know, you heard the rumors about him punching out Steve Kerr. And you've heard the, the rumors about the gambling. And, I mean, there's this whole side of Michael Jordan that I don't feel like anybody knows or, or got a glimpse of, including basketball Michael, right? You know, what kind of teammate that he was. So, I wonder, I, I'm curious which persona uh, gets most of the spotlight on ESPN's uh, uh, documentary, but The Athletic did a, a little bit of a preview and did interview Michael, and he said this. He said, quote, when people see this footage, I'm not sure they're going to be able to understand why I was so intense, why I did the things I did, why I acted the way I acted, and why I said the things I said. And he, uh, he went on to see, say that people are going to think he's a horrible guy. Quote, I'm a horrible guy, unquote. So maybe we are going to see a little bit more of what the the real Michael Jordan was all about. Uh, well, it's got to tell the truth. you got to tell the truth or else it just doesn't have any value to it, right? I mean, I know that a lot of people are hesitant to do that or they don't want to see uh, the warts uh, alongside with all the other good stuff. But you got to. In order to fully understand a human being, there's no power in in it if it's fictional, in my opinion. And so while it might be painful for uh, Michael to to watch himself portrayed a certain way, um, if he knows in his heart that it's right on the money, then you got to shrug and say, "Yep, that's what that's what made me who I am." That's and you can't argue with the results, really, can you? No, but I mean, I, I think that's what part of what made the Michael Jordan story so complex is that he turned into this marketing machine where nobody, you know, he had the he had the great smile, you know, and he he endorsed everything under the sun. And everybody thought, man, I've got to go get me some McDonald's French fries because MJ just did a great commercial. I mean, he, we had never seen anything like that before. The closest thing that came was was Arnold Palmer, right, who was an extremely marketable athlete. But then all of a sudden we've seen that taken to new levels with Tiger Woods and LeBron James and and the examples go on and on but Mike had this this you know what you saw as opposed to what was and it was always kept so separate right down to remember his famous quote Repu- uh, Republicans buy sneakers too like he was never going to get political he was never going to to damage the brand we had never seen that in sports I mean that in and of itself is a fascinating story let alone how he was able to com- compartmentalize his life like that well, he had he he had a lot to work with, you know. I have never seen an athlete in all my days of of covering sports and watching sports and being aware of sports in previous uh, decades. Uh, the two the two uh, individuals who come to mind, and and they were different as far as this marketing goes that you were talking about. But the two most charismatic figures. I can think of Muhammad Ali and Michael Jordan. 
Now, Muhammad Ali, I'm not, I don't know how much he capitalized on his marketability, but he certainly had that charisma surrounding him. Michael Jordan was the best that ever was. And, and he looked the part. You know, there wasn't, he wasn't awkward. He wasn't, uh, uh, I mean, he, you look at him and you think, okay, that's the perfect basketball player. And he played like it. He looked like it. And that's hard. <laughs> that's hard. That's irresistible for a lot of people. Now, I know jazz fans, kind of resistible for them. But uh, for most people, when you saw Jordan speak or walk or talk or play, you thought, wow, that's yeah. something extraordinary. But, like, don't you think with, with Michael Jordan, his mentality made him what he, what he was, right? You, you know, you've, you've talked about it before, the ultimate competitor. Mm-hmm. It's why he was hard on his teammates. In this athletic piece, there's an example of, of Michael. Uh, he's worried about what people are going to think about how he treated Scotty Burrell as this <laughs> kind of, you know, down-the-bench teammate one year where he apparently rode him pretty hard, you know. And that, that side of Michael was not marketable, right? Right. And he was able to to keep that. I mean, that charisma. I guess what I'm trying to say is, is most brilliant people are, are really flawed in, in significant ways oftentimes. But those flaws are what make them who they are. Right. I mean, look at somebody like Ernest Hemingway, where he just left a wake of, you know, damaged lives behind him. And as he pursued what it was like to be this person that he portrayed in books. But it was he was brilliant and the best uh, that maybe you can make an argument, the best that's ever done it or, or certainly American that's ever done it. And so but it, it, it was the other stuff that made him who he was, which made him brilliant. Right. How much of that about what Michael Jordan, what it took to get there and his mentality that maybe isn't so pretty, but he was able to achieve it better than anybody else before. Well, let's let's say it the way it is a lot. Not maybe not a lot, but some of these premier athletes are maladjusted oh yeah 100% if they were well adjusted they wouldn't ascend to the heights they ascend to Michael Jordan was constantly trying to prove to everybody that he was the best and he was better than you he was better than yours even after he had done it time and time again he still that fire still burning inside of him and that's that mental drive, was it just wasn't fair because he was the most physically gifted and now he's the most mentally driven. How are you supposed to do that? Well, that's how, how you supposed- that's how you end up best of the best. I mean, right. you think about anybody's particular field. How do you end up being the best of the best? There, there's, there's probably some mania in there somewhere, right? But think about this for a second. If we took a poll of our listeners and said, how would you like to be like Mike? How, how would you like to have that kind of success? They, uh, many, almost everybody would say, yeah, but in order to do that, if you had to take on that mentality uh, and, and in some ways destructive, as you were talking about, Jake, right uh, are, are, now are you willing to do that? And some people that might give people pause. What if, they, oh, sorry, they, I, I know a lot of people who are very well adjusted and they're living, quote unquote, normal lives. They're being productive, but they're not exceptional they're not the best in the world at what they do but you know what they might be happier 
Uh, let me put it in in this perspective, Gordon, because I, I I think you're onto something. Look at uh, look at the Williams uh, sisters, their family. If you kind of look into the way that they're raised, you probably wouldn't a hundred percent approve of what old man Williams chose to do. <laughs> To raise his daughters, right? I mean, it, I don't want to, I don't want to slander somebody, but you know, probably a lot of us parents would not go to those measures to raise tennis players. But yet, he raised the two best, I mean, arguably de- best female tennis players of all time. Certainly, in Serena's case, she has a, a strong argument to make. I mean, that that is pretty remarkable. But what were the ends? Worth the means? I will. I would. I would be curious to get the Williams sisters' honest answer to that. Well, when you're when you're the best female tennis player to ever play the game, it's it would be hard for her to say anything. Uh, well, I mean, any collective negative thing. But I, I wasn't willing as a parent to to do what what you would uh, what some parents and in that particular case, that parent did to get his kids to to get where they got to. It didn't. It, it doesn't sound like being Earl Woods's son is the easiest thing in the world. Well, you know, this is something that, and, and I've talked a lot about this. Parents who have their kids playing sports and they want them to 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 get a college scholarship, or they they want to go pro, or they they think they do, and so they push their kids hard. And in some cases, these parents are are investing. Uh, you know, a decent amount of money and giving their kids opportunities to do these things. You're going to think about this long and hard before your kid gets involved, because it's not always fun. It's, it's 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 it can be grueling at times. And are you willing to pay that price? And do you want to pay that price with your kid? And And what happens when your kid doesn't want to do it? You know, or wants to goof around with their kids, wants to play some video games or something. Are you willing or do you think it's appropriate to go in and say, hey, Sally, get out there on the court or, you know, go run some laps or, or, or go play for six hours a day? Are, are you willing to enforce that? And are you willing to maybe rupture your relationship with your kid in order to make it happen? These are real questions, and it's stuff that parents need to think about, and kids need to think about it, too, before you get involved. Are you going to do it for fun, or are you going to do it as a business? Are you going to do it as your profession? Watch the Marinovich 30 for 30. That'll change your perspective in a second. Couldn't even eat hamburgers, right, or something crazy like that? I mean... Yeah. Uh, then what if there I, was no what if there was no fortune attached to the end here? What if it was just what if Michael Jordan made twenty grand a year but was the greatest to have ever done it? Would people want that lifestyle? Would it have been worth it? Yeah, that's what I mean. All it took well, to get there because I think people would say, "I'll do it. I'll take his life on because of the money." But if you took the money away, no. right? Hmm. All right, it is the big show coming up next. What's going on? We'll get you caught up on what's going on across the Zone Sports Network straight ahead on the big show. Uh, We also want to remind you about our friends at Action Plumbing. They do heating and air plus electrical needs as well. Call 801-833-3333 or go to actionplumbing.net. More straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.